The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to a came from the radio, the official Lee Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are here live in front of a live studio audience, virtually, of course, for our 53rd live show, courtesy of the East Middle Public Library. I'm oh. here with none other than our very own L Man Jenny Feldy. Hello, hello, good day, good evening. And on this week's show, we're going to have our special guest who's here right now, which is awesome. We're going to talking to, with, and about. Uh, photographer, production designer, uh, awesome guy. He does everything. Um, the only thing you don't do is sing and dance, right? Uh, if, you, if you need me to, I will, but it might not be that good. <laughs> Michael Zinn. So before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. It's Morphin Time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, New York. Your one-stop shop for comics and collectibles. Give Chuck a call at 516-763-1133. And the show is also brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 26 years of comic book myth and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com, their next convention, which is scheduled for March 26th. And tickets are on sale right now. And I want to give a shout out to our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous, Dresden Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. You want to have your own little shout out? Go to our website, www.campfrontreal.com, and just for a dollar a month, you can get a shout out on our show. Whew. All right, so let's start off. Um, usually, we start off with the sad news. But this week, we have no sad news, so it's all regular news for this week. Are Hopefully not... next week isn't a pile-up. <laughs> yeah, we're getting the backup of the sad news. It's been That's it, we're done with the it, sad news. No more. That's it? We're, no more sad news? Actually, according to astrology, this week is supposed to be a vacation from a lot of sad news, according to some astrologer. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep, that's right. true. Up, so, yeah. mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, so let's see. So for the non-sad news, the Razzies are out and the nominations are in. And we here at It Came From Radio want to highlight just a few nominations. Uh, Space Jam Part 2 gets the nominations for Worst Picture, uh, Worst Actor, which is LeBron James, Worst On-Screen mm. Couple, which is LeBron James and anyone else, and Worst Remake, <laughs> or, or Sequel. Um, wow. I, I mentioned this because uh, Jen was a fan. Uh, Jared Leto gets Worst Supporting <laughs> Actor for, for, uh, uh, for Worst Supporting Actor and On-Screen Couple alongside his, quote, Either yeah. his 17 pound latex face, his geeky clothes, or his ridiculous accent, unquote, for House of Gucci. <laughs> and the best thing that's about horrible. That, no, <laughs> the best thing about this is that none other than Bruce Willis gets his very own special category, which is the worst performance by Bruce Willis 
in a 2021 movie for which he is nominated for nine films. American wow. Siege, Apex, Cosmic Sin, I think I saw that one, Dreadlock, Fortress, Midnight in the Switchgrass, which starring Hot Megan uh, Fox, um, Out of Death, and Survive the Game. I wonder if he'll win one of those categories. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared Leto was probably one of my favorite characters ever and this year and last year. So he won worst? That well, he's worst. nominated nominated for nominated worst performance for worst? In, in House of Gucci. I remember you said you saw that movie. Is it opposite it. day? <laughs> he, he was the best. It was one of the best characters since like Mugatu and Zoolander. Who's, really? who's Yes. Yes, really. <laughs> Made my life, actually. Yes, everyone see it and Jared Leto was amazing in that, and I became a Jared Leto fan. Okay. Ridiculous. I'm done with society. End of story. Move on. What about Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he deserves his own special. I'm not, you know what? I might be (laughs) L Man, but I'm not God. It's not up to me to decide. All right. All right. What about you, Mike? What what are your thoughts on the Razzies? Uh, you know, I love the idea of Bruce Willis having his own category and, and competing <laughs> against himself in all of his movies. Um, I saw Apex. It was not really that good. Um, so you think he'll win for that one? <laughs> that one, he could. He could. I actually just saw a, a, a hysterical uh, episode of Between Two Ferns with mm. uh, Zach Galifianakis and uh, Bruce Willis was on and it was hysterical. So I'll give him that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so... I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, we always joke about the Oscars and stuff. And that's why I always like the Razzies because they, they kind of just make fun of everything, which that's mm. kind of how, how things go. I did see Space Jam too, and that was not a well worth movie. No, <laughs> no mm. not, not at all. All right, so let's see. So moving on to the next bit of news from the. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden? Excellent. Execute them. Bogus. Department. The Stars Network has announced The Continental, a John Wick prequel series that will focus on the inner workings of said hotel, which is a refuge for all assassins in the film series. The series will star none other than Mel Gibson as a new character named Cormac, uh, who, spoilers because he isn't in the film, will probably either show up in future movies or is more likely dead. Um, executives say <clears throat> the Continental will explore the origin behind the hotel for assassins through the eyes and actions of a young Winston Scott who is dragged into a hellscape of 1975 New York City to face the past he thought he left behind. Winston charts a deadly course through New York's mysterious underworld in a harrowing attempt to seize the iconic hotel, which serves as the meeting point for the world's most dangerous criminals. Uh, no word on its release date. Uh, Jen, are you a fan of uh, the John Wick series? I don't. I've never seen any of it at all. Sorry. Well, you know, you know, Keanu Reeves is in it. Is... I know. Yes. Okay. I know about it, but I okay. don't know much about it. I also have never heard a Jimmy Buffett song. I'm in the Jimmy Buffett Hotel right now, Margaritaville. <laughs> I don't. I, I just don't know a lot of things. That's that's fair. That's that's you're 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 the you're the every woman. That's why we have you on the show. I guess so. So what about you, Mike? You're a uh, John Wick fan, Keanu uh, Reeves fan, Mel Gibson you know, fan. I'm I'm kind of with Jen. I'm an anti-pop culture kind of yes. guy. You know, I don't really. I'm not into celebrities. I will say, I do like Keanu Reeves. I do think he's cool and and does some cool stuff. Uh, I didn't like The Matrix when I first saw it, the new one, but then I watched it again mm-hmm. and I liked it a little better. So, I, you know, 
I think too much, uh, those things are good to, it's like reading a book, you know, it's good to watch a movie, but you know, I don't know why we need to talk about like the celebrities that are in it and all that stuff. That's just not my thing. I don't, I don't even Agree. know half the people, you know, that's, so. that's, that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so this is a non-celebrity thing for you right here, guys. Uh, from the, moving on to the next bit of news, from the, what else is there to do during a global pandemic department? Each week since the beginning of last year, 2021, author, speaker, and entertainer David Rush has attempted to break a world record once a week, and he managed to break 43 of them in a 52-week period. Uh, David says, <clears throat> in 2015, I broke my first Guinness Book of World Record to create a tangible example for folks to show that even if you set your mind to a goal, believe in yourself, and pursuing it with a passion, you can accomplish nearly anything. Going on to break an average of one a week is an extension to that to inspire kids to pursue hard science, technology, engineering, and mathematics courses, and anyone to pursue anything that's hard. Um, in the meantime, here are the uh, records that he broke. He has now the fastest time to wrap a person with wrapping paper, which is a team of two, fastest 100, uh, uh, M, 100 mile jogging with three objects while blindfolded, for males, the fastest 100 miles blindfolded, the most consecutive axe juggling catches, the most beach balls in one minute, uh, the most passes of a beach ball in one minute, the most marshmallows caught by a mouth in one minute, the most apples thrown and caught in a mouth by one minute, the fastest balancing of a balloon on a face, the furthest distance traveled on an electric unicycle while juggling three objects, the most juggling catches while on a balancing board blindfolded, the most passes of a giant inflatable ball in three minutes, the fastest time to wrap a person in clean film plastic wrap for a single person, the most thumbtacks inserted to a cork board in one minute, the fastest time to complete a 100-mile shuttle run pushing a pram. I don't know what the hell a pram is. Um, <laughs> The most toilet paper rolls balanced on his head. These are these are Guinness Book World Records, folks. You know, I, I got I got a crazy question. So, so a friend of mine, uh, Matt Napo, he does a podcast. And last week or two weeks ago, he did an attempt, and I think he did the world's longest continuous podcast. It was like forty hours. Wow! But he he was going wow. through the process, and he was promoting it, and it, it was awesome. But then in the last minute. Guinness wanted $5,000 in order to authenticate his record. Uh, really? And then because he was a company, they started upping the price. They would get in touch with him and say, oh, no, now we want this. Wow. So I'm wondering if this guy paid for each one of those records. $5,000 each week? Woo. No, no, Maybe well, it's nepotism. Maybe he's part of the Guinness family. Yeah, the, I think the $5,000 was specifically because of what it was. I can't imagine that. If you want the record for 100 meter jogging while holding three items huh. that cost the same, I don't know. Wow. All right. Wow. That's pretty specific, though. It, I mean, it, that's, the, that's the record 100 meters while holding three objects? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. These, these records are, are crazy. Um, the fastest flying disc relay, the most passes of a giant inflatable ball in three minutes, the longest duration of balancing a chair on his chin. Uh, the most consecutive passes of a giant inflatable ball, the most kiwi slice on a balance board in one minute. <laughs> wow. um, the fastest time to arrange a chess set, the longest duration of juggling three objects while on a balancing board, the most glasses balanced on a stick held to his mouth, the most football uh, arm rolls 
in 30 seconds, uh, the most bars of soap stacked in one minute. So and the let me most ask you a question. I don't mean to interrupt. But <laughs> did he just like go through the book and say, oh, I think I could try that one. I think Probably. I, try that one. I mean, I, I guess like some of these things are like, this is a world record and this is, I wonder, I wonder what the amount yeah. is. Like, you know, how many rolls is it? Like three and then you get four? Like, oh, yeah, the world oh, is he going for the world record for most world records broken? Well, he went for he went for 52 mm. and he only got 43. So I guess it wasn't a world record. But that's just it's wild. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by what these things are. And these, yeah. are just, these are just the highlights of some of the ones that, that he did. Oh, and then, of course, there's the most drumstick flips in 30 seconds. Like See, a chicken now, drumstick? I, I would think it's the regular drumstick. Although I think that would be more entertaining <laughs> to see the drumstick of a chicken. <laughs> I, think the chicken I was like barbecue or Cajun. <laughs> what kind of drumsticks are we talk about here? <laughs> you know, you know, you remember what we talked about with the with the KFC log? Wouldn't it be cool if they had like the flips of the of the, the KFC smelling log and just flip it in the oh, air as a world record? Yeah. Let's okay. make it. Uh, all right. So moving on from the that's a lot of nuts department the new, nuts. the new film jackass forever tops the number one spot in the domestic box office pulling in 23 million dollars beating out the new sci-fi flick moonfall which made a quote unquote disappointing nine million dollars in its first week of release but also you keep in track the second third spider-man film is still the highest grossing film of 2022 as well as 2021 with 175 million dollars followed by screen part two which is at uh, 68 million dollars and jackass comes in at number four um did you see uh, jackass uh, jen no, I'd be curious to, and what I'd like to say can't be said on the radio show right now, but it has to do with uh, uh, part of the body of the lead actor in the movie, uh -huh. and I want to know if he's okay and it's functioning. Oh. We'll get back to that later. Yes, yes. Uh, you might have uh, heard about it. Yeah, I, I have heard about it. You're okay. a fan of uh, Jackass there, Michael? Uh, you know what? Back in the day, I thought it was pretty innovative. Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O and... Bam Margera, those guys were doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, I mean, it, it changed the world probably, right? Or changed entertainment in some some ways. It, it changed it, the it, pharmaceutical it, industry. I know that. <laughs> it it broadened the term entertainment, at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <broadened> term. <laughs> I think that's the fourth one, right? I mean, yeah, because it's forever. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Moving on to the last bit of news. <clears throat> Speaking of the box office. From the department, a report from the independent tech firm Akami revealed that the most illegally downloaded films of 2021 was one of them. And it was not bloody none that uh, that our very own uh, Jenny Feldy was in. Sorry, um, it's the most yeah. legally downloaded film, which was Godzilla vs King Kong, taking the number one spot. Um, despite all the piracy metrics, the film was a huge success, and it still brought in over four hundred and sixty million dollars in the global box office. Um, do you guys? Let's say Jen, throw out excluding bloody none too. <laughs> Throw out the other ones which you think made the top 10, if you can think of any movies that made the top 10 of the highest, most pirated movies of the uh, past year. <sighs> we'll, we'll just throw out two. Throw out two movies, you think. Spider-Man. Spider-Man did not make the, the top 10. Crazy. 
Any other uh, one of those? Any other one you got? Top of your head? Uh, no. All right. So, no. what about you, Mike? What do you What Matrix, do you think? The Matrix too recent. The new Matrix. Oh movie? yeah, yeah. The Matrix did not make the top uh, most uh, legally downloaded films. Space Jam two. <laughs> it did not. What's What's It's weird because um at number ten, which would be Jungle Cruise with The Rock. Um, number nine, which would be Raya and the Last Dragon. Number eight, which would be One Woman Part Two, nineteen eighty four. Uh, then it would be Cruella, which is the uh, prequel of the um, 101 Dalmatians the Suicide Squad the new Suicide Squad movie which was awesome ah, that was oh, uh, I want to see that then came Mortal Kombat the new Mortal Kombat film uh, Fast and Furious 9 Black Widow of all things Black Widow mm. at number 3 Justice League's uh, the Zack Snyder cut at number 2 and then King Kong versus Godzilla it's interesting mm. to see what people are downloading and yet some of these movies still made a giant bag load of money so hmm. I always, well, um, I've mentioned this many times. Uh, I used to work at Blockbuster and we used to have this one guy who was a bootlegger. Like he came in every week, he rented all the new movies. He took them home. He made illegal copies and he brought them ah. back. And we all knew he was an illegal bootlegger. Like he came in and he was selling movies that we didn't have. And it was like stuff <laughs> off, off, off the movie theaters. And this is back in the day. This is the nineties when you only had the camcorder uh, bootleg stuff. And, it, it always occurred to me that people, if they wanted to see it and if they want to pay to see it, they'll still pay to see it. But people mm. who wouldn't pay to see it probably are the ones that are downloading it stuff illegally. Hmm. I mean, I like when movies on men are bootlegged in other <laughs> languages. I, 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 that's actually one of my goals for life. I want every movie I'm ever in to be bootlegged. And <laughs> I mean, the Hindi version of Bloody Nun, shout out Bloody Nun, what's up, Bocalazzo? <laughs> Freaking amazing. And, and by the way, did you ever ask the guy about his bootlegging business? Did you ever say anything to him? Hey, no, we, I mean, we, we used to chat. We're like, hey, what movies you got this week? I never bought anything because back in the day, I felt bootlegging. Oh, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was beneath me to bootleg something. But now, really? you know, uh, I, I've, I haven't seen movies for free because I used to work at a movie theater and I worked at Blockbuster. So seeing movies for free is just something that comes natural now. Even now, mm. um, if I would go back to the movie theater, because I used to work in movie theater for 10 years, I know enough people to get some free passes. So I always have been seeing free movies for the past 25 years in one right. form or another so i'm just used to it and i'm thinking would i go see this movie if i had to pay for it eh, probably not would i go see it for free sure yeah. so that's that's my take on the on the bootleg <laughs> mentality what about you you Mike? know i will tell you we uh, jared leto is jared leto's performance in theaters is the only movie i've seen in the past two years <laughs> <laughs> exactly see look at that irony so what about you, Mike? What are, what are your what are your thoughts on on the whole pirating business? And oh, yeah. really? Do I, do I have to tell you? Um, I mean, you can make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I I I'm kind of the same way. I I don't I haven't really been out if I if I don't have to go be social uh, and and pay thirty bucks for a movie, I won't. You know, I'll uh, I'll watch it at home. I think what's that service, mm -hmm. Cody? I've been, I've been uh, using but, a little bit. But if you really wanted to see something, like, like let's yes. say. If, um, there, if, there was, if there was something that I was like, I want to see the visuals in a theater. Right. You know, absolutely, I would. But, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm kind of, I think as a, as a content creator, um, I, I've kind of, I don't really look at other content. You know, I, I really just like, 
I watch my own stuff. I watch my friend's stuff. I don't look at the mainstream stuff that much. Well, even let's go, let's go with uh, the music and concerts. So let's say, you know, you want to go to see a concert and it's an exorbitant amount of money, but then they have the cheap seats. You're like, you know what? I really want to see these guys. I'm going to go pay for the cheap seats. But then let's say, you know, it would take an airplane or something and then they'll sell it. The, they'll, they'll have it. It's recorded live. And then they put it on, you know, whatever site and you can see it for free. Would you see it for free? I would much rather see a nice produced video of a concert than sit in the but, seats. For no sure. cursing editor. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's oh. not me this time. I, I meant, uh, you know, the crappy seats. Is that Thank all right? You. Sorry. Thank you. We know Sorry. what you meant. Just own it. Sorry, Just editor. It. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. editor. You know. That's not a curse. That's that's <laughs> that's body function. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Exactly. What about you, Jen? What do, what do you think? Like in that situation, I don't like to leave my house. <laughs> that's it. Anything with public bathrooms, I don't want to go. That's not what I'm talking. About. I'm talking about uh, seeing uh, bootlegged stuff or pirated stuff, as opposed to stuff just being sent home, like uh, on normal channels. Because uh, we we mentioned HBO release movies in theaters and at home at the same time. So in that situation, you would pay, you know, to see stuff on HBO or not. To be honest, whatever is the least amount of clicks, whatever is easiest. If I can click two buttons and get to it, great. If I have to click 72 buttons and log in and blah, 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 then no. It's just right. ease for me. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, like I said, I always, I always just found that out that I, I find that when they're talking about the pirates. And then we've, we've seen that these movies that I mentioned made a buttload of money. So obviously... The people, and, and then you can even think about it that the people who do pirate these movies, and they love it, they see it so much, they'll go and pay to see the, the clean, you know, version, which I always find interesting as well. It's, it's an interesting um, dynamic. It's not, it's not black and white. It's a very gray area, I find. So with that, let's see, is that it for the news? Yes, so that's it for the news. So with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with the came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey, this is Brimstone and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to a Came From Radio. For sure, the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking for our 53rd live show in front of a live studio audience, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library, which they have tons of programming each and every single day. Uh, some of it's virtual, some of it's in person, but all of it is 100% free. So make sure you go to www.eastmetal.info for more information. Look up their calendar, check out some stuff. They have a wide range of uh uh, programming which one of our shows is as well they have puppets they have dancing they have yoga it's a great great library to check out so make sure you guys go check out www.eastmetal.info i'm here with our very own l man jenny Feldy. good evening and we have our special guest friend of the show who's uh we've known for at least 10 years right maybe more maybe more yeah that's uh super awesome uh michael zinn hello hello so a little backstory on, on, on how we met, Mike. Um, you were doing the calendar, the women of Armageddon, well before yeah. the Armageddon actually happened, which I mind <laughs> you. Um, and then you were doing so much other stuff. So 
can you just briefly mention what the Women Armageddon was and then what you've done since then to now? Sure. Um, Women Armageddon um, kind of introduced me to the whole convention scene. Um, it was November of 2011. 2012 was just about to happen. And, uh, you know, there was a prediction that the world was going to end. Mm. And I was just sitting there and I said, what's going to happen to the Sports Illustrated swimwear calendar if the world ends? <laughs> Wait, so it was all about women. It was what about, what about the women? <laughs> you know, it was just, I just said, what's going to happen to it? And, and I said, oh, that would be a cool idea as a spoof to just kind of mash up Mad Max and Victoria's Secret and do a calendar. So that was the idea. At the time, I was dating a girl who was a makeup artist and special effects artist. And she said, hey, I know a lot of people who work at these haunted houses and they would love to do it. And it just kind of organically came to life. Um, it was an amazing project because it was like the first time in my life that, you know, all your life people are telling you, you could do anything you set your mind to. And it's very abstract. But when I got the box of Women of Armageddon calendars delivered to my door and I opened it up and I held it in my hand, there I was looking at, you could do anything you set your mind to in my hand and it changed my life. Um, you know, I, 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 I took ownership of being a creative um, and just being able to, uh, you know, make my visions come to life. And that's what I started doing. Uh, and, it, and it did, like I said, it brought me to the conventions, which is where I met you guys. Um, and uh, we would we would go with some of the girls dressed up as their characters and people just really responded great to it. Uh, and like I said, organically, it came to life because some of the girls who I was shooting had boyfriends who were like prop builders. So the girls would show up and they would have like these Gatling guns, you know, <laughs> steampunk Gatling guns. And it was just amazing. Um, so that was that actually lasted for six years. I think I did that till 2016. Um, every year and it got better and better uh, different people would get involved at one point uh, NY zombie apocalypse which was a really cool interactive experience on Long Island uh, invited me down to their facility which was like all built like you know it was all built for me I didn't even need to have a set or, or anything it was just such a great a great year that year um, and then you know I moved on to different things I mean right now I'm I'm working in a great studio called Tied In Media and uh, working on different things, different podcasts. We got Jackie the Joke Man in the other room right now watching the podcast that we shot. We do a live broadcast. So we, not a live broadcast, it's a broadcast of the, the recording, but then it's like a live premiere. So there's people in the chat room and he's chatting back and forth with people as, uh, as the show is going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's come a long way. I've always been into production and photography and creating. And, um, you know, I've done quite a few things since the Women of Armageddon. Um, you know, I don't know in particular if there's something you want me to talk about, but uh, I, I actually, over the years, I met Jen. We did some work together. We had a couple of cool characters with the, med the meditation uh, lady. <laughs> Um, and did we did an endometriosis charity photo oh, that, was, that, that was one of, that's actually published. where we met so so i met jen uh kate fazio who you know friend of the mm -hmm. show um has uh endometriosis and was working on a warrior photo shoot um to just bring awareness it was like an endometriosis awareness month and 
got me involved and that's where I met Jen and it was just like a creative explosion of all these creative people and ideas and really cool stuff so um yeah I mean actually you recommended her yeah I established the idea of the photo shoot with a girl Marielle and before my house was even built we decided to produce the photo shoot and then I believe you came along and recommended Kate Fazio and we got her involved in that who introduced me to you then how did we meet I don't know I don't know I don't remember I don't remember but it was a crazy undertaking yeah, yeah, I didn't even true. have water in my house. I didn't even have like plumbing fully together. But right, for some, this that. girl wanted the theme to be out by March. So I said, okay, well, <laughs> let's uh, get this together. And we did. Right. We did. We had like 12 people and a house that wasn't really together. And thanks to you, you really did a lot of the legwork. And uh, Singh came from DC, came all the way from DC yeah. to shoot. Really nice guy. And yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Everyone was really into it. I brought water from five houses down. I transported water so we'd have. And I think we had the heat going. That worked. Yeah. 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 It was it was fun. I, there's a, I think there's a video online somewhere of the, the behind the scenes of that. But back to you. So women of Armageddon, there's some psychics that are saying a giant tsunami is going to hit the West Coast uh, sometime soon, possibly before 2030. And that Long Island is going to have a lot of water damage or some crazy hurricane around 2030 so there are predictions for another armageddon so any thoughts on bringing back the women of armageddon or trans armageddon or non-binary armageddon <laughs> you know what I, I hadn't thought of it that deeply but the women of armageddon um was really really such a successful concept that it's it's always on the back burner um it takes a lot to to make it come to life. I mean, I need makeup artists, I need costume designers, I need the models. So it's been a couple of years since I did it, but absolutely, I, I Women of Armageddon is a part of my soul for sure. Well, you don't need costume designers if you do a nude calendar. That's true. Or projection, just use lights and you don't need a wardrobe. That's true. That's project true. the wardrobe onto them. Yeah. So, so Jen, Jen brings up something interesting. Um, something that uh, over the last couple of years I've been into, uh, I had seen a photographer who was using a projector as the light source and he was projecting images onto a model and taking pictures. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. So I got into that for a couple of years. I was actually doing that. Um, and that evolved into a bunch of different things, but using projection is is really cool and now a couple of years later it's popping up all over the place the van gogh experience and and all of right. these things you know it's like and i i probably said that two years ago i said this is going to be mainstream this is going to be in every pizza yeah. place everywhere you go it's just going to be a part of the the technology and and that's what's happening so yeah you, actually we had hours of conversation about just projection art and projection experiences not you know not going to leak too many details uh but yeah, 2018, we talked about this for hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. And now it's mainstream. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have copyrighted it when you had the chance. And then you'd be you millionaires. Know, you can't, I couldn't copyright the <laughs> idea of using a projector, but I certainly could have come up with some content that was copyrighted. And, and you know what, Jen? Those ideas are still viable. You know what I mean? Some of those things we talked about. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I rethought about it recently. Yeah. Immersive experiences are, are all the thing right now. So very cool. But you don't see people projecting. Actually, you do. No, you do. Because um, 
where is it? In Florida, they had movies projected on buildings that I walked by recently. Right, so they're right, doing right. that. Yeah, it's becoming pretty mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Well, the technology, I mean, you can you can now project onto a building in full daylight and it will look almost as if it's a screen, like it's it'll be that vibrant. And uh, I think the creative is what's happening is the creative is getting more and more uh, inter immersive and engaging, like people coming off buildings and like interacting with the environment around. It's like mm. really cool. I love it. I mean, I, I have not seen in my whole life, I don't think I've seen such a creative time ever where people are just really being innovative with all sorts of mediums. You know, there's so many people doing the poor paintings and, you know, building crafts and having Etsy stores and just, you know, the 3D printers and all of that stuff has put so much, so many tools into people's hands that people are really getting creative. And I love seeing what people are doing. It's, it's like, people coming up with unique combinations of the different technologies. I love it. He's actually 3D printed. I had him 3D printed before the show. So I have like a right hand man. <laughs> nice. I couldn't find someone to keep me company. So I was like, wow, wow. a 3D, 3D printed automatron. Nice. I like it. Yeah, it even moves. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Sometimes <laughs> it talks. Do you think it's because of the pandemic or because of the technology or because of the combination that there's so much creativity now? It's probably a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. I mean, the 3D printers and all of that stuff was coming out. I think the pandemic certainly gave people the time to spend, you know, exploring things and maybe doing the different combinations. I forget, uh, Jen, you probably know who it is. There's that comedian on, he's just really popular on HBO now or Netflix, who does the one man performance in his home with the different projections and like. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 He Amazing. sings. So creative. Yeah, he sings. He writes music and he does things like, I mean, he'll do things with like, he'll take his iPhone with the flashlight on and put it behind his back so the whole room is dark and then he'll hold it up so that he's lit. Like he's just so, it's so creative what he's doing um, and, and well thought out. I just, that stuff is so inspiring to me. Well, Age of Aquarius is coming for astrology people. That's right. I think in like a month or two or something, we shift to like a different era according you know to what? the stars. I think, Not I that think, I even am into that. I just listened to an astrology thing right before the show. You know what, Jen, I think if, if anybody who's not into astrology can't admit that they feel something different and something going on, then they're mm -hmm. just blind because, you know, yeah. I mean, there is there's a major change happening in the air you know you walk outside and it's just different than it was 20 yeah, it's years called ago. china it's called china <laughs> taking over it's called biden's era maybe it's not that forget the stars it's joe biden he's, oh, he's a really powerful man it's all he's making it's, things happen it's all the stars it's, it, <laughs> did you since we're talking about astrology did you get into that as a very young person or is that something that came on to you in later um, in life because i remember we had a conversation about something a couple of like a like a month or so no about a year or so ago about universes just things aligning right mm. right I, you know what i think the way i believe things now what i believe is we're kind of all born with all of this knowledge and society strips it away and and covers you up with these layers of of self-doubt and fears and all of these things um, so I don't think I was always aware of being spiritual, but I think starting to be aware of being spiritual 
made me realize that, I, yeah, I was always spiritual, you know, I always kind of believed the things that I believe. What's really cool in the last year uh, on the spirituality tip is I, um, I, I ended up in this interesting friendship with uh, Jesse Blaze Snyder, who is the son of Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. And he is such a unique um, energy, <laughs> uh, energetic force and such a creative force um, but uh, he was going through a rough time and we kind of came up with this. Uh, he was working locally at a wellness center, Tranquility Within, and he was just working there kind of manning the store, but he wanted to do more. So he came up with a class to teach and he developed this kind of system um, based on different religions and hermetic laws and all these things called the 13 universal laws. Everybody's heard of uh, the law of attraction, but it's like a set of laws that pre preclude that, right? And uh, we he he was doing the show, and I was just helping him by live streaming it so that because it was during the during the pandemic, so we were live streaming it. And then when he was done, it was just such interesting conversation that he said, "Hey, let's just keep doing this." So that developed into the live stream of consciousness, which is the podcast that I do with Jesse uh, every week, and we talk about spirituality and people who have had transformations of kind of living their life every day and then all of a sudden having this awareness uh, of higher stuff or whatever it might be um, and we just have these amazing conversations and and it's been a year and I, I just I look back and I've had so many cool guests and so many cool conversations this platform is so amazing to see especially when 2019 and 2020 it was like social media was the divisive playground of hate and like divisiveness. And this right here is total connection, like using this platform to have these conversations, to bring on guests and talk to them and, and have these conversations is it's, man, it's so refreshing and I'm just really digging it. I never thought I would end up being in front of the camera, like as a, as a personality, um, but I'm really loving it. It's just, it's so much fun and it's, it's really uniting and it's, it's very cool. And where can people join this on Facebook? Uh, the live stream of consciousness is uh, it has, we have a Facebook page. We have uh, it's on Jesse's YouTube channel. Um, okay. And that's it. Yeah. The live stream is, is those two places. Um, okay. And, you know, just, I'm just doing a bunch of that stuff, really learning how to use social media and like develop a, a concept and then back it up by having a YouTube page and a Facebook page and kind of create all of the different supporting elements and developing that community, you know, getting people to engage and talk and, you know, kind of wake up. I mean, but Jen actually had somebody um, who had a similar experience. The, the, the woman you talked to who uh, had the questions for God, what was her name? Yeah, Brooke Jones. Yeah, so she uh, had a near-death experience. And she met God and she had uh, questions for God and she wrote a book about it. And she right. was talking about following your gut and the energies and that she can see things. And, mm -hmm. I, and I find that interesting that it just takes one thing to, to set you on that course. 
And when you start mm-hmm. realizing it and seeing things, you're like, wow, there's something else going on here. Now, I can't say what's going on here, but you can see <laughs> it. You can actually feel like there's certain, like you get certain vibes off of people and you can actually, um, you can actually in certain situations, you just feel things. And then you hear that little voice inside of you that you usually ignore. And like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, I should have done that. Right. But if you actually mm-hmm. listen to it and follow it, things really work out. I, 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 I want to mention this because um, before the pandemic happened, there was a little voice in my head that said to take the bus instead of taking the train to go to New York Comic Con. Hmm. And it was just that, just that simple thing. And it set me off of a chain reaction of events to have one of the best convention experiences I had of that day. Like everything just sort of just fell into place. And normally the train is like a couple of blocks away to walk to, to get to the train. And the bus, I had to take the bus and then take the train to the bus. It was more complicated. But the little voice said to, and the, and the bus was right there. As soon as I got to it, it was right on time. The train was right there. Hmm. Everything just so fell into That's place for the entire day. And then I thought to me, I was like, wow. This is just one of those things where if you hear something, you don't know what it's going to lead to, but it yeah. might be mm. the domino effect that sets you off on a path. Oh, yeah. And it's just so hard to explain. But all, all I know is that it's the, it, it, it happens so quick when you dismiss it. Like you hear it for a second and you're like, eh, and then you dismiss it. And if you sat and think about it, you're like, wow, that actually meant something. Because the problem is you don't know what was going to happen unless you did the other thing. So you do something and then you're right. like, oh, I, I should have made a left instead of made a right. I'm actually, uh, since we're on the subject, I'm, I know we're getting sidetracked here. Um, I was driving a car and it was a, a right turn I was going to make. And there was somebody coming from the opposite direction going to make a left turn. And mm. they were in a rush. And I wasn't. And normally I would have just went in front because right turn, it has the priority or left turn. But like, yeah, you know what? I'll let them go. Person went left turn. So I'm behind a person and a person in front of me rear-ended the car in front of them. Mm. So, so what you're talking about is, is really awesome. And the fact that you're aware of these things, um, I'm, I'm going to kind of, this is what I love to talk about. So I think a lot of people don't understand the basics of energy exchange okay energy exchange is everything when you have a conversation with a person when you sit on a chair you're exchanging energy with whatever is in that situation right so the uh, easy way to understand it is a conversation with a person if you're having a conversation with a person and your tone is firm and you're like well what do you mean and you're you're conjuring up that energy that's going to affect the whole conversation and the whole situation. That person is Mm -hmm. now going to respond to that energy. But if you're nice and you say, Hey, so what's going on here? Exactly. Maybe we can talk about this. You're exerting a different kind of energy and that's going to evoke a different kind of response. So understanding that you're in control of Mm -hmm. that energy exchange at all time is, is one of the keys to living a happy life. Right. Um, and, and an even better example of energy and understanding how energy works and feeling it is most people have been to a concert or a football game, right? Yes, I have. And when you go to that concert or a football game, every single person that's there is full of that energy that they're excited to be there, to see that band, to see their team, whatever it is, that's where their energy level is. You feel that stuff, right? Stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you feel that stuff. 
you feel that when you walk into the room, you, you can feel that palpable energy and you can contribute to it. You can be like, oh, I don't want to be here and have an awful mm. time, just like you said, or you can be like, this is awesome and take it in and be a part of it. And that will dictate your experience. So exactly what you said about, you know, making these decisions and kind of going with the energy, you were totally sensitive to the energy of the moment and you, you, you know, you fielded it the right way. So is this something that you learn during the year with the podcast? Or is this something you already knew beforehand? Um, no, again, I think it's something I always knew. I think it's just, you know, you kind of bring awareness to it. And, you know, it started, it started with me a couple of years ago with the simplest exchange of, hey, man, how's it going? So if you think of saying, hey, man, how's it going to somebody? What's the answer you think you're going to get? Or Fine. What's the, <laughs> Fine or eh, or hanging in there, right? That's energy. So I noticed that when I would ask people, hey, how's it going? And when they would come back and they'd say, I'm awesome. All of a sudden I would be, oh, that's cool. I feel awesome mm -hmm. too, because you feel awesome. So noticing that I said, I'm going to make an effort to give that answer. So when people started asking me how I was, mm. I would say, I'm awesome. And <laughs> I would notice that energy that I was giving out and getting back. And if I wasn't feeling awesome, I'm not saying I wake up feeling awesome every day. By no means do I. But when I'm having that conversation and that energy exchange, I can find something that I'm grateful for enough to be genuine when I say I'm awesome. Well said. So, so I know, Jen, uh, you always have an issue with, uh, I remember you've told me that many times about small talk and how you're doing all that stuff, right, Jen? Right. Well, if someone asks, I sometimes say, do you really want the answer? <laughs> Because I, you know, I work, I sometimes I work in office job and people walk right by the desk all day, multiple times a day, that gets me thinking about it for eight, nine hours. And they say, Hey, how are you? And they're walking away. And, by the, I'm, and sometimes I just keep answering and they're already down the hallway in the middle of an answer. I'm like the stapler guy in office space. I'm like, well, I, 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 but you know what? That's energy too. That's an energy too, that they're like, they're on that hamster wheel, right? You yeah, know, they're exactly. Like, they're walking by you and they're like, I want to give this energy, but this is all I have time for. And they give it and, and it's gone. Yeah, and that's yeah. why if I was president, I would just ban the, hey, how are you while you're walking? If you have to, hey, how are you? You have to plant your feet, stop moving and get an answer. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're walking by my desk, just say, hey, or I hope you're doing well. Or, Hi, right, right. Or, or, exactly. or, or drop off a note, but don't ask a question and walk away right. and not hear the answer. What are you doing? Okay. And this is why I gave protocol. up on the human race many times, because right. just simply, hey, how are you? It's enough of a cluster. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Sorry. I hate the how are you. So this, is what, this is what I say. Good to see your face. Something like that. You know? Perfect. You know? Yeah. Or your butt or your belly or your fingers or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. That you, I, I don't think I can go around saying good to see your butt, <laughs> and it would lead me to any type of a good day in that situation. <laughs> Actually, you, you could have. You, you could have, because I taught, I taught admin butt makeovers, and the whole point was to have nice abs and butts for two and a half years. And if you did that at a gym, it's great. If a trainer, as me as a trainer, it's my job to reshape your butt, and you're hiring me to reshape your butt. Yeah, when people walk into my house and they're hiring me to reshape their bodies, they want to hear, nice butt, nice abs. That's my job. Okay, but not me. Um, I can't walk down the street and go, hey, how's it going? Nice butt. Uh, Mark, you're limiting yourself. That will, yes, that will lead to, that will lead to many uh, stories 
which I Mark, cannot repeat on the air. <laughs> Mark, the world is an abundant place. You can have whatever you want. You can right be energy. whoever you want. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I'll, I'll be the butt guy. <laughs> Identify as a personal trainer and you can do it. <laughs> Reality but, is a suggestion. So I'm going to put wear a shirt, butt inspector on my, on my, on my t-shirt for now on. Yeah. And, and then it'll say ab also at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like it. All right. So it is now social media time. So Mike, where can people find out more about your stuff? Where can people find out more about the podcast? Go. Okay, uh, well, my website is photosynthesis.com. So my last name is Zin, Z-I-N-N. So it's a, a play on the word photosynthesis. It's photosynthesis.com. That's my website. Um, if you want to see uh, the Jackie Mortland thing that I'm working on, that's at standupmemories.com. Stand up memories. Um, I should have had some stuff written down so I could hold it up. Um, and, uh, and I guess my Instagram is, uh, Papageddon, P-O-P-P-A-G-E-D-D-O-N. So when I was doing the Armageddon stuff, they would call me Papageddon because I was like the father of Armageddon. Uh, so that became my, my Instagram. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, the live stream of consciousness. You can just search that, uh, the live stream of consciousness. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's on Jesse's YouTube page, which is YouTube uh, slash watch Jesse. So those are you are still the doing the, how are you doing um, podcast as well? Um, one of the concepts that I came up was called <laughs> where you at? Oh, where you at? I mean, it was yeah, one of those. <laughs> and, uh, and that was going to be just kind of getting on live and randomly, you know, bringing people on because StreamYard is so cool. You just got to give them the link and they can pop on. And then talking to them about where they were at physically in the world, geographically, uh, talking to them about where they were at spiritually, like, you know, what, when you wake up in the morning, what is it that makes you smile or what is it that motivates you to get out of bed? If that's spirituality, awesome. If it's Jesus, awesome. I can talk to you about Jesus. I feel like, I feel like it's all the same. You know what I mean? God and all of these conversations that you can have all encompass the same stuff. You know, so it's it's just a matter of kind of coming to terms with the words that you're using. So well said. So Jen, do you have any other questions before we uh, wrap it up? Cup the uh, mic. So, yes, uh, Michael Zinn, <laughs> your top your top two inspirations right now for creating. Go. Oh gosh, as far as I don't know what you mean. Um, today, today, what what do you find the most inspiring today? Right, right now, now, what what inspired in your you vibe today? Of today? I, yeah. I love the technologies that are coming out, the different technologies, and and just being able to use different technologies. Uh, to create things, especially with lighting and, and creating environments. Um, and then also what's inspiring is the artistic community, the, the stuff I'm seeing out there. Um, you know, I belong to a couple of Facebook groups that, you know, again, I just see amazing, amazing art every day. And I'm just like, wow, this person's doing something cool. And I, I see a reflection in there of what I'm looking at. So, so what hope do you that, hope that's an answer? It was. It was. I, I think it was. Jen, satisfied with yeah. the answer? Yeah, but there's always more. The world is abundant. There's It's endless, infinite. Infinite so, possibilities, for infinite. sure. So we have about five minutes to go. So um, what do you, so since we have accelerated what has happened because of the pandemic and the technology, what do you think is going to happen in the next two, three years that you are, are seeing that this might be the next wave, the next step of uh, evolution? 
Um, I'm very confused by some things uh, that are going on, uh, like with NFTs and with the metaverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I certainly can enjoy some some Quest and some VR and getting. I, I mean, I'm amazed at the technology and what it can do. Um, but it's a little scary how you know what's his name Zuckerberg is gets on and he's like, we are going to be the metaverse. <laughs> it's so, so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's a little. It's like a double-edged sword. I love the technology, but it's bringing us so much closer to the matrix that it's a little scary. Mm. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, you know what? Honestly, all I can do is control my own energy and what I do. And if I try to think about what's going on in the world, I will crawl in a hole and get depressed. <laughs> right. You know, so I just need to bring as much love and positivity and creativity that I can to myself every day. And then it will just leak out into the world. And I think that's a theme because I hear a lot of deeper intelligent people saying things just like that. And I say things like that, like the world is really crazy that I think that some of the wiser people that are adapting are seeing that, hey, you can fall and just go where the wind blows, or you can carefully curate the experience you call life and direct your own movie and pick your own people. And I'm staying in a hotel, I made my own lighting situation, I'm going to make my own lighting. So I think that's where a lot of people are going and realizing that if you go by just checking your emails and do whatever your phone says and go by the pop-ups, you'll have an insane life because it's impossible to keep up with emails and texts and Facebook and notifications. So I I just gave up in 2020. I think a lot of people are just giving up and just saying, deciding every day and every week, what matters. You have to decide because there's right. so much going on. You have to make decisions now. Get off the hamster wheel for sure. Yeah. So we're, or get on. <laughs> yeah. So we're on, we're up to our final thoughts. Um, but before we get to our finals, I want to throw this out there. Um, I, when I was a youngin, and I used to work at Blockbuster, as I mentioned earlier in the show, mm -hmm. Um, I used to work the night shift, and what I used to do is I used to record all my shows, my TV shows, and I used to have tapes of shows, and they were all taped in order as they were recorded, and then when I had time, I used to watch them, and then TiVo came out, and now streaming came out, and I was like, you know, I, was, I had the idea, if only I worked off of that idea, and then when I was uh, working at the movie theater, I used to think all the time, man, you know, wouldn't it be great if uh, we can hire somebody to go out and get your food for you? And I was like, well, how would that work? How would they go like to drive to McDonald's and how would they know where to go? So I'm like, <laughs> and then it happens. I'm like, that was me. I came up with those ideas. It's highly upsetting. So when, when you see these things, is there something that you're like, oh man, I saw it and, and, I, just, and I just wanted to do it and then I didn't do it. So, so in my head, I'm like, you should just once again as i mentioned before just follow your gut just listen out there follow your gut so well that's my final thought so jen do you have a final thought for us it's always floss your teeth because <laughs> dental problems are expensive so floss and water pick every day and uh if you can't find the right people in your life create them in a 3d printer <laughs> as i did <laughs> mike your final thought for us my final thoughts are you don't need to look for anything outside of yourself everything you need you will find inside of yourself wow so that about does it for this week on it came from the radio and join us right here any week on this radio station if you miss any part of the show jen there you go <laughs> 
Join us at www.kingfinradio.com. Let's talk to you up in a week or so. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we have our next live show, which will be the 54th live show, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. On March the 9th, we have um, publisher, writer, and creator J.D. Calderon will be a guest on the show. Um, and that is it. So we will see you. Wait, oh, almost got to have my music. We will see in you. the metaverse. Thanks for having me. This was <laughs> we'll, fun. We'll see you on the metaverse. Yes, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.